Once upon a time, there were two badass women who thought mom brain was complete BS. Then they had babies, became besties, and decided to start a podcast to talk about how they were totally wrong. Welcome to Blame It on Mom Brain. Welcome back to Blame It on Mom Brain. This is Jodine. And this is Amanda. We're excited to talk about today's topic. I think it's something that I didn't really realize would be maybe even something we'd come to on the podcast, but here we are. And it was a result of me asking a question online. Um, I love to share my health and wellness journey online. It's been something I've been doing for many, many years. And since becoming a mother, obviously that's played a huge role in my wellness, my mental health, my emotional well-being, connection to self, connection to my voice. And I had this question in my online space where I explained all of this and like, I'm feeling clearer with what I want to do in terms of my offerings and my career, where I want to live, who means what to me, what means what to me, like the things that really matter in life type of thing. And I asked on my page since becoming a mother, like, are there any moms out there who are listening to my story right now? If there are, can you share with me if you feel like since you entered motherhood, you've become clearer? Do you feel like your voice has become stronger? Do you feel like you've really been able to stand your ground on your beliefs and thoughts. And if so, or if not, please like comment below. Like that was, I left a little question box type of thing. And I text Jodine nearly immediately after the answers started rolling in because they really started to surprise me. They were really honest. I was so thankful to have lots of honest women, you know, like surrender their their deepest thoughts to basically a stranger online but maybe sometimes it's when you feel kind of your safest in a weird way where you're like well this person doesn't know me like they I'm just gonna say what I need to because I sure as heck wouldn't say this to the people that I do know for you know the confrontation the the repercussions or whatever but Jodine and I were like this could be a really great podcast episode so the thought of did becoming a mother make you clearer on what matters and what doesn't in life and the answers that we received. Jodine, do you remember me texting you this? Like I sent you a couple yeah. screenshots of the answers. Yeah. <laughs> what was going on? Like we'll dive into the answers in a second, but tell us what you thought. I kind of want to hear from your perspective first before I give my perspective, but it did seem like people didn't always, well, you, you kind of sent me ones of the ones that were kind of opposite to what you were thinking. And that's what kind of sparked this idea to talk about this topic. Um, and it's that people didn't feel clearer and that some people even felt like they have so much family input now, family input as to what they should be doing with their life and how they should approach things, how they should be parenting maybe. Um, and that can feel very controlling, right? Absolutely. Um, parents can be very manipulative. <laughs> I don't think I have that situation, but I do know, um, you know, in different cultures, they have different traditions and ways about going about things. Um, so I can imagine adding kids to the picture can make things really confusing and maybe feel like you're trapped in a box almost. Yeah. And it, uh, so just to, you know, elaborate a bit on what Jodine is sharing is that it is true. I received a really big mixed bag of responses. Some answers were very clear that yes, their voices got stronger. They're their um, realization on what really matters to them grew and became like undeniable. 
versus others who responded saying that actually, no, I have a really hard time making any parenting decisions because we struggle, like my partner and I struggle with constant family like judgment or feedback or input and chiming in like to the effect of, and we don't really want that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was really, while I will say that the majority of the answers were the yes, the, the energy of, I now know where I stand in things and I'm not afraid to say them. The, there was certainly an influx of people who were like, I'm still figuring it out. No, I'm actually struggling with this. And that's the reason I thought it would be such a great topic because I feel that um, Jodine and I got into a space of, you know what? Motherhood is really hard. Let's start a podcast. Motherhood is really challenging. Let's connect with other mothers. Motherhood is like really challenging. I'm not going to be shy to voice how this feels or tell my family what I need, but that's not necessarily the case for everybody. And I think that it's important to discuss this so that if you're in that situation, maybe we can lend some light or offerings on how we've chosen to get clearer what we do. Um, and also to even just to discuss the topic as a whole. Um, there are a lot of people who feel like whether it's in-laws or their own parents or siblings or other moms or mom friends who've like done it before them and can't help but give the feedback or the advice when they weren't asked, you know, those sorts of circumstances that can feel really smothering when you're a new parent and you're really just trying to figure it out. It can also be really helpful if mm -hmm. you feel from the perspective, I actually don't know what I'm doing. Can someone with who's a little more seasoned help me out? When does it start to cross the line between confusing for how you want a parent, how you want motherhood to look like for you when somebody else is kind of being a little bit overbearing and being like, oh my God, you want a floor bed sleep? Wait a minute, you're going to breastfeed for how long? Are you mm -hmm. seriously telling me that you're not going to put your baby to sleep in the crib and you're going to baby wear the entire time? Like people struggle with, with, with other family members or friends giving this sort of judgment or critique when it was not asked for. And it does literally cloud their ability to say, what do I want? Where does the confidence come from when you're constantly being barraged with input, basically? I think listening to you describe it in that way reminds me of the headspace I was in when I first had Creed. And, you know, I've mentioned this many, many times where it's like, I don't know anything. I, I, you just threw me off a cliff and I don't have a parachute and I am just falling to my death. That's what it felt like. Oh. And it was like, someone give me a parachute and teach me how to put it on and how to use it. Someone give us a right? parachute. That's, that, that went real yeah. quick. <laughs> Zero to uh, real that's, quick. That's what it felt like for me. I was like, I don't know what the hell is happening. And so in that state of vulnerability, all these external voices are coming in and telling you all these things, but then there's all sorts of different clashing opinions. Um, do this, don't do that. And then there's, now there's the internet so we can find out all our own information on there. And it just becomes so overwhelming um, yeah. in the beginning. But then I think we start to find our groove and, you know, like our kid is walking now. Our kid isn't so... Um, De like clearly dependent but like my kid can go pick up a piece of cheese that she dropped on the floor and put it in her mouth and feed herself you know like, Yum. <laughs> you don't Nothing have like to like that floor cheese yeah. <laughs> floor <laughs> cheese the cracker she found under the couch like oh my god uh. so gross but you know th there she is becoming more independent of me and it it is building my confidence and I don't feel like I need to constantly look for information to know how yeah. to 
parent at this point. Whereas in the beginning, it was like, how do I change a diaper? When do I put them to sleep? How often do they have to nap? How often do they have to eat? Is she big enough? Is she tall enough? Is she everything? Like none of that stuff crosses my mind anymore. Ever. Yeah. Um, except for like sleep. That's still a huge issue in our household. Um, teething, that kind of stuff, but nothing feels as extreme as it did. So I think that is definitely offering some clarity, some weight lifted off the shoulders. I don't feel fear anymore. Yeah. Um, so definitely clarity in that sense. I don't live near my family, so I don't have a lot of external family um, you know, factors to play here with anything with Creed now. Like my mom was just here visiting me for, she was here for six weeks. We went to Hawaii. There wasn't a lot of, you know, things that she said. She, my mom really wants, feels bad when she doesn't give her like sweets. That was one thing. I was like, mom, you can't give her sugar. I was like, cause she's like, oh, she's looking at me and I'm eating this cookie. And I'm like, mom, she doesn't know. Just give her, give her something else. She'll be just as happy. And she's like, oh, but and I'm like, mom, stop yourself. <laughs> that was like one, one thing. And she's like, oh, and she'd say to Creech, she's like, I'm going to get in trouble if I give you this. <laughs> so I, my mom would say, I'm like that was one of trouble. the small things that like I had to deal with. I'm grateful obviously so yeah i i can't relate to the feeling of being smothered by my family um and their input on my decisions can you that's really uh, well i i too don't live near my family at the moment and when i did and was living closer to home i did have to create boundaries on things i did not like and mm -hmm. what wouldn't fly for me and why and I found myself, you know, a, a formerly, but also fluidly chronic people pleaser, you know, used to be really afraid to say what I needed, was happy being like um, the supporting actress in my own life instead of the starring role. I don't mm -hmm. feel like that anymore. And that was part of where this discussion on my page came from was I feel reinforced and self-approved. Like I feel, you know, there's this, this quote that I heard from Glennon Doyle, the author of the book Untamed, which was a big hit a couple of years ago. And I loved part of what she shared in either like an interview for this book tour or something to that effect, where she said something like, everybody that you're afraid to disappoint if they would get disappointed by decisions that you made or with something to this effect, I might just be riffing a little bit or of my own interpretation, but it went something to the effect of this. Everybody that you think you would disappoint probably wouldn't be disappointed by the things that you're deciding if they are right for you, if they are the thing that is aligned for you. And everybody you're afraid to disappoint who would be, please go ahead and disappoint them. Appoint yourself. Disappoint everybody else. You are mm -hmm. appointed. And that has stuck with me for years now because I have slowly been like bricklaying my way into feeling that way. But motherhood came into the swing of things and it has made it loud and fucking clear. Mm -hmm. And so being able to share the, no, we're not going to want you to do that with our baby. No, you can't hold the baby. Yes, you can do this with the baby and here's why we're okay with it. Um, not this time, but maybe next time we'd love if you could do this. Cause you do this so well. Like I, I haven't been afraid to say those things to anybody, whether it's been mm -hmm. 
in-laws or my own parents because I am mom. I am mm-hmm. queen supreme no matter where I exist. <laughs> if I lived in a hut in a yard somewhere, like my my partner, my little one, and I are the only three voices that have to matter the absolute most. Are we absolutely going to lean into our village? You know, hashtag hunt, gather parent style. Yes, <laughs> without question, because we've just done an entire episode about the value of community, the value of letting mm-hmm. other people in your community, whether that's older children, cousins, sisters, best friends who live down the street, parents, grandparents, like they are teachers and that is valuable. What they are not though is mom. And in that mm-hmm. book, it's incredibly clear that mom still has, it's like chapter 14 or something. I love that she reiterated this. She's like, while the whole community is involved, mom still gets final say. Mom still is the one who, who sets the framework. And of Mm -hmm. course she says mom, but I know that that means you and your partner, right? It's not only Mm -hmm. you, it's not meant to only fall on your shoulders, but she just means in the way of like, but the community then participates in the rest. Mm -hmm. So I, I find, yeah. And that's why I found myself wanting to scream about my joy for this because someone who's been in the cage of people pleasing for for fucking ever. Like it feels so good to be able to say, no, actually you can't feel that, feed that to the baby. I don't want to, to for no other reason than I don't (laughs) want you to. That's it. I don't need to come up with an elaborate justification. I am not here to appease your ego by trying to explain and and coddle you. Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility to take care of the people I love and to incorporate and include them. I do because I love them, but Mm -hmm. it is not my responsibility to dictate how the hell you're going to receive my boundaries, my clarity, mm-hmm. my voice. That is, you're a grown ass adult. You can do that yourself. And if you mm-hmm. have a problem with it, you might need to like take a look and ask yourself why. It's not so much my job. It's not my job to heal why you're offended when I've created something that feels right for me and my family. Mm-hmm. That's not my job. And I think that's been so eye-opening to read the answers, you know, where I've had some people say, like, literally, I'll read one answer to you. Um, Someone said it reinforced that other people's opinions are irrelevant. Do what is best for you and your babies. And I was like, that's the vibe. Mm -hmm. That is how I feel every parent deserves to feel. Every mother, if we're specific, like every woman should feel that way. And I, I just, I realized based on the answers that I received and even from my own kind of personal experience too, that that's not how everybody's going to respond and it can become confusing and you can start to be like, well, shit, they said it, it happened this way for them or that they would never do this. Am I then doing it wrong? Or like, and you just, I think the whole energy is you're doing your own thing and you're being supported while you do it. And that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to achieve here. Yeah. And that's just if you're fortunate enough to have a very supportive village around you, right? What if you don't? Exactly. So I I feel like I'm so lame in this answer right now because even people pleasing has been something that I have been very hesitant to give into ever. Like I've never felt like – I think it's because I've been in – such a small like I've always had a small group of friends like I really grew up with my parents and my sister or with without my brother and my sister ever around me so more like an only child so I never like was being compared to other people I never really had to please but by the time my parents had me they were basically grandparents so they raised me very differently than my brother and my sister um how many years apart are you from from them 16 and 19 years 
I, I think I forgot that it was that long. Mm-hmm. So like I never lived uh, in the same province until I was an adult. I, I mo- lived with my sister for a while when I was an adult. Um, so I'm not used to being around people to please. So right? I, I, my parents raised me with a lot of confidence with, without even knowing that they were doing so, <laughs> which is interesting. My mom's like, I don't know how you got confident. When I, you know, learned about hunt gather parent, I r- realized like, oh, you just let me do stuff. And I gained confidence. You didn't have to like really do something to help you gain confidence. Well, but she let you do something and that's how you gained confidence. Something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, even though she'd maybe never felt confident because she was, you know, also a You're going to sweat. Yeah, you're going to yeah. sweat most of the time, but you're just going to, like, it's like when you said, you know, oh, Creed, she's starting to climb like that little triangle climbing mm-hmm. thing that you have. It's just like these little bars, almost like monkey bar like. And you're like, I have to stop myself from going mm-hmm. and lunging in when she looks like she's about to miss a bar because she's doing something as safely as possible with you very Mm -hmm. close by and it helps her feel comfortable to keep trying even Mm -hmm. if you're like a smidge uncomfortable like the whole time i I have to like (sighs) like hold my breath (laughs) when she does some stuff sometimes like oh my god i'm gonna die but um yeah people pleasing there's definitely moments where like i do feel guilt like i feel guilty I know when I went to makeup school, I had a really hard time saying no to things, but it was more out of fear that I was going to miss out on an opportunity that would have helped me. Um, I think more so than people pleasing. That's like one of the things I can really, really relate to. I had, I've never not worked. I always just felt like I had to do, 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 do. Um, And I don't know if this was to please others or not. I definitely had some sort of like felt like an internal obligation to do stuff. Um, and it, you know, setting boundaries for me and feeling clarity, I don't know if I've reached that on, on, a, on my terms. Like as a mother, I feel clear for sure. I feel so much clearer than, you know, a year and a half ago when I was falling with no parachute. I I know how to put the parachute on. I'm comfortable to jump off the cliff at this point. Um, Hardcore analogy. But, you know, when I decided not to go back to work, I definitely felt guilt in telling my employer who I love, he loves me, we get along very, very well, that I wasn't planning on coming back. That was really hard. Why? Why did you feel that that was hard? Because I it, I did feel bad that I was leaving him in this position because I'm quite empathetic. Like I, I seriously feel other people's feelings um, and all my clients that were waiting for me, like 200 clients were like, oh my God, she's not coming back. Um, <laughs> so I definitely felt guilt in that, but it's, you know, letting go. And then I'm just like, okay, I'm free of this. And that that was something that I've learned even in this move recently. Um, So we downsized from a house to a condo, two-bedroom condo. And I'm coming into this new space and I feel claustrophobic in this space because I have house furniture and not condo furniture and everything. It just feels so small and cluttered and tiny. And I feel like I'm shrinking inside of this house. And so 
everything that doesn't serve me, I have been selling or giving away on mom's pages or, you know, just getting it out of this room. I was just saying to Amanda before this conversation that we've taken one of the bathrooms and anything that we're not currently using, we're just putting it in there for the time being so that I can get a clear space because it has really affected me. Um, having all of these things around me, which could be people in some some people's experience, right? And I am just saying, no, I don't need this. No, I don't need that. And as soon as it's gone, I feel lighter. I feel freer. I feel clearer. And today, even there's like, oh, this beautiful opening in our um, living room into our dining room. And it just seems so open. And oh, and I know me and both, both Neil and I, we just both feel lighter. <laughs> right? So I know I would struggle if I did have a lot of people around me giving a lot of opinions. I think I said at one point, like, I can't imagine raising Creed in my hometown. <laughs> Why? Like, I think maybe that's important to talk about too, because not everybody has like um, the experience of not living near uh, like their family. Yeah. And as a result, some people you live know, with like their family. Some people live with their family. Some people are in the midst of, of moving back with their family. If they've found things have been hard since becoming a parent, like it's just, I guess everybody is different, but is there an internal reason why you wouldn't want to be close to people? Do you think that maybe it would create a, you facing a lot of things like, I don't know, input, gossip, like small town vibes, yes. like everybody knowing your business? Yes. Like, wouldn't that be like reason enough for you to be like, I'm actually good? Like, because in my opinion, you know, you're not around it, but that's because you are, you do know your voice and you don't want to be around mm -hmm. it. Like it has I created clarity this. for you that, yeah, you chose this and you're like, I mm -hmm. don't care if my mom lives all the way back out East, I am going to choose what is worth suffering for. And this is sort of a topic I want to dive into maybe after you could answer this. Um, like mm -hmm. it, what's the reason why you don't want to go back? Oh, there's so many reasons why I don't want to go back. But if, if like when I first left, I, I've always had a very adventurous mind. Um, I've always wanted more. I've never felt content. I like, yeah. I love learning. Like yeah. I'm currently listening to a podcast about like random mysteries in history, <laughs> like aliens awesome. and like, like just random stuff that I'm like, why not? Like, let's just learn about this thing that I, have, I know nothing about. I just, I love our next stuff. episode will be about aliens. aliens. PS, so <laughs> like, I've never shown any interest in aliens, but I just listened to an hour's podcast on aliens. Uh, <laughs> so amazing. random. Um, so you don't get any of that in 800 person community where everyone's your cousin. Um, you get everyone that just wants to know everything about you. You, you don't yeah. have everything is everyone's business. When you're gone somewhere, they know where you're gone. When you're sick, they know when you're sick. What you know, but there are benefits. Like if you are sick, people will bring you food. If um, yeah, you know, if you're out of town, people will look at your house. There is definitely benefits, but nothing is private. Absolutely nothing is private. And I don't like that. I don't like. Well, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I just don't like it. So yeah. I remember when I first moved out and moved cities I would because I talked I talked to people for a living right as a barber I would tell people I liked the experience of getting to decide what people knew about me 
because growing up, people knew everything about me. They knew that, you know, I was very intense into music. Um, you know, I danced, I did all sorts of different They just knew everything about me and they knew everything I ever accomplished. And then when I moved out West, I stopped doing music for a while. People had no idea that I even sang. <laughs> and I would find it funny. I'd be, I'd be like, wait, you don't know that? <laughs> like, I, uh, you mean you don't know everything about me without me telling you, you know? You're like, wait a minute. You don't know me. I'm a really big deal. I'm a big deal. Okay? I'm a big deal. Do you know who I am? Out seats. <laughs> um, oh, my God. And I could pick and choose who I wanted to let into my life. And that felt so freeing Empowering, to me. freeing. It felt so like empowering. Like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. So I've been practicing that pretty much since I was like 18 years old. Um, well, that's this is huge because a lot of people are only just practicing it once baby comes out. And that's really yeah. at the end of the day, the thing that's so important to remember because that's where the finding your voice I find is the freedom. It is the empowering thing. It is like this liberation of other people's knowledge of you or what yes. they think is best for you. Or like, it's almost like talking to somebody when all you want to do is talk and share how you feel, but then that girlfriend can't ever stop giving you solutions on, you need to do this and here's your game plan and here's your solution and you should start doing this. Mm -hmm. It's like, sometimes I'm really sorry, but I don't want to know what you would do or what I should be doing. I just want mm -hmm. you to listen to how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I just want us to connect. I just want me to offload. And it's super tone deaf when people are not recognizing shit. She's mom. She wants me in what capacity she can receive me. She doesn't want me to be asking a thousand questions. She doesn't want me to give a thousand suggestions. She just wants me to be around and for me to be directed with what she needs instead. It's mm -hmm. almost like letting all the big egos being the cooks in the kitchen take a seat because you're the master chef and they are sous chefs and it mm -hmm. is time for you to lead the entire the entire evening's meals you know but that's that's sort of how i see it is that you just start to orchestrate who and what and how it looks for your life without with just being unapologetic about it you were like i'm going to move out west and it doesn't really bother me who or what's around because i'm going to redesign what my life looks and feels like but you did that really young and you're very lucky because a lot of people are only doing that once like motherhood becomes part of their realm because it typically is when there's a really big catalyst for change mm -hmm. where you start to be like, this shit doesn't matter anymore. What matters is what I'm drawing a line in the sand and moving forward. This is the new path, the new direction, the new the new energy type of thing. I, I have to just credit so much of this to my parents' lack of control over me. Um, and it's really interesting. It's interesting to me because I was raised in a very Christian household. So most people would assume that my parents would be big, much more controlling than, yeah. than they were. Like yep. I, when I went to music school and I decided not to finish music school and I was, I called my parents and I was like, I'm dropping out of music school and I'm going to hair school. <laughs> like not like the greatest thing to hear from your kid. <laughs> I remember my dad saying to me, are you sure? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, okay, well, you have to finish, you have to finish this current semester just in case. And I was like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> just in case you just, you know, decide to change your mind, then you'll have this semester completed and you won't have any unfinished courses in this semester. And I was like, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, we'll do that. And then when I left and went out West, like I went to visit my sister and they were like, okay, she's moving out West. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, you know, like they just allowed me and it, it makes me want to be that type of free spirited parent as well. Like obviously my mom was worried to death all the time of things happening to me. Like I was living in downtown Calgary alone in my early 20s. Like she had no idea what was going on. I'm sure she didn't even sleep at night. We'll experience that when we get to that. Um, but I can't, like I can to a cer- certain degree. I know I would struggle. I I would be the rebel of the family if I had controlling parents. Yeah. Like yeah. it's probably for the best because I would be that like outcast of the family that like went against the family's wishes. And, sure. you know, I know a lot of people from different cultures <coughs> living in Vancouver. It's so multicultural. And I've yeah. heard people's um, stories and holy crap, my heart just aches for them to feel like they are doing everything for somebody else. Like, it's so stifling and it makes it you is. not know who you are and, or, mm-hmm. or it makes the, like the journey such a freaking uphill battle versus you just being given the space to exhale what it, the old stories are and start mm-hmm. anew with the support of the people who are closest to you. You get mm-hmm. me? I think this would be a really cool interview to do sometime with somebody from, yeah. um, I don't know, some specific background that this is yeah. normal for them um just to get some different perspective because we're both lucky enough that you know our families accept what we do decide to do well it's either that they accept that what we decide to do or jodine you and i are of i mean we've just been through a lot of shit and we're just no mm -hmm. longer willing to take it from anybody else and i think motherhood sharpened that claw for me i've always said that I feel like I went from a meow to a roar. I am a crazy cat lady if you haven't gotten it all figured out yet. But yeah, I I really feel like my voice has gotten stronger, way less shaky, unwilling to bend because I'm tired of breaking for you. Like I, Mm -hmm. I, I would rather, I would rather choose me at this point, but tell you that I love you while I'm doing it. Like I'm not looking to break hearts. It's not the goal. The goal is to Mm -hmm. serve mine. You know what I mean? And then whoever and however, like it's like manipulation, right? Like people Mm -hmm. who really, really loved manipulating you are the ones who are super fucking angry when you've started putting up really healthy boundaries and they can't do it Mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Everybody I've ever said no to, I don't want you to do this and then got really pissed off at me are all the people who were really, really used to being able to do and say whatever they want, whether with Mm -hmm. me or in life, they're just used to being catered to. They're used to the eggshells being walked on around them. And I'm not interested in your eggs. <laughs> I want to just like be super loud and I want to be me. And, I, and and however you choose to receive, handle, deal with that is your homework. But speaking of homework, I would love to, because I think that's a great idea. We should absolutely have somebody who maybe has experience with this feeling of maybe being stifled in parenthood or anything like that as a guest on the podcast. But I do have an amazing post that has served me a lot that I saw online. You know, social media is a great place. It can, you can find lots of inspiration there. You can also not, that's an episode topic for another day, (laughs) social media as a whole. Um, But there is a great post by Brianna Weist or Weist that I saw um, from, I believe it's her book called The Mountain Is You. And what she basically provided were seven questions that will help you figure out what you want to do with your life. And while they're very general, I absolutely believe that they can add to whatever decisions you're making in motherhood. So I'd like to share them here. 
and give this to you if you feel like you're a little bit stuck in the finding your voice, whether it's with family or not, or your career or not, or where you want to live or anything like that. Like there's a lot that these can shed light on. So the first question, which I personally find of all seven, the most profound and helpful is what is worth suffering for? Like, let's be clear. Everything is going to bring a set of challenges. Everything is going to have hard woven into it in some way, no matter what you decide to do, whether you confront the person or not, whether you make that decision or not, something is going to be hard. But the question is like, what's worth being hard for you to create the life you want? So that's number one is what is worth suffering for? Number two is imagine the best possible version of yourself. What would bring you closest to being that person? For example, if you listen to this, for Jodine, it was moving. For Jodine, it was leaving. It was leaving that little small town vibe, you know? Um, for me, it's like retiring the people-pleasing tendencies. Like what would be, what what would bring you being closest to that person of the best possible version of yourself? Number three is if social media didn't exist and nobody would know what you were doing, how would you live differently? If you couldn't snap the selfie, if you couldn't share the thing, if you couldn't look for inspiration online, what would you be doing? Mm-hmm. Number four, and that comes, I'm, I'm sorry, but I find that so relevant to motherhood because like you said, we're Googling, we're online, mm-hmm. we're looking it up, we're comparing, like it's online all the time. Number four is what comes most naturally to you? Listen to your gut. Number five is what would your ideal daily routine look like? Number six, what do you want your legacy to be? And number mm-hmm. seven, <laughs> what do you need to do in order to arrive to your deathbed proud of yourself? Oh, how good are these seven questions? Hello. Oh, I'm obsessed with them. I'll share them up on our Blame It On Mom Braid Insta- Instagram page so everybody, all of you can take these little seven prompts and write them down and make your answers. I think they'll serve mm-hmm. you. Um, I just wanted to ask you one more question before we wrap up. And what was the moment that you decided to make this Instagram post? What was it? Was it something in particular that you were feeling that day that made you feel like, hmm, is anyone else experiencing this? Or is it just me today um, that I am having this realization that I am feeling so clear? Um, What was that? What was that? This is a great question. It's actually not just a way I felt in a whim in in a moment and shared. I've been feeling like this for the better part of the two years of what this weird ass pandemic has been. I've Mm -hmm. changed so much since all those things kicked off like two, three years ago, but I've had a very hard time putting my finger on what it was or why it was or how it was going to look. Becoming a mother helped a lot in that clarity, but most recently it was actually my trip to Vancouver where you and I and two of my closest girlfriends um, uh, went out for supper with a big group of amazing empowered women who were willing to talk about hard shit. And one of the topics that came up repeatedly for me over that visit, which you obviously already know, Jodine, was I was struggling to come up with a word of the year. Hmm. What will my word for 2023 be? It was December at the time. And I come up with a theme for myself every year. I don't come up with resolutions. I'm not looking for a goal. What resonates for me is I come up with a feeling that I want to pursue or an area of improvement that needs my attention. That's how I look at New Year's every new year. And I was like, maybe it's it's growth. Maybe it's self-leadership. Maybe it's um, awareness. Like I couldn't put my finger on what it was, but that was sort of the wavelength I was operating on. And then that night we were having supper and the word came out and it was 
honesty. Mm-hmm. The word honesty was blurted out at the table. And Jodine, I kid you not, it was like the word floated across the table and landed not in my lap, but in my chest. I remember feeling like I just got hugged by the word I was waiting for, for months and months and months. And it was honesty. Because if I was being honest, I wasn't being honest with myself. Because if Mm -hmm. I was being honest, I had a lot of changes I wanted to make, but I was scared to make them. Because if Mm -hmm. I was being honest with myself, I had tons of stuff that I wanted to change, do, pursue, which I hadn't been doing. If you want to hear more about this, please like check out my website because I'm going to be writing a blog post about it. I've already sent a newsletter about it. Um, if you want to listen to it, um, you can hit up my website. But those were that was the moment where I knew I needed self-honesty and that became the word of the year. So since January, self-honesty mm-hmm. has been my theme. Self-honesty has been, I literally asked the question to myself and I shared this in my newsletter the other day, but I said, the sentence that has shaped that thought has, and my voice getting clearer and my mind getting clearer has been, if I'm being honest with myself, I dot, 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 dot. So mm-hmm. it's, if I'm being honest with myself, I really don't want to have that call with that client. I don't think that that we're the right fit for each other. I'm not just going to do it because whatever, there's money attached to it because I'm worried about if they'll be upset if, if I don't take them. Like, I'm just like, we are not the right fit. I'm going to direct you to who is. It's kind of very similar to what you said of like, I'm going to let down this boss, but I'm going to feel relieved when I no longer have 200 clients waiting for me because I'm not returning to the Mm -hmm. job. Or I'm really clear on if I'm being honest with myself, this is where I want to live. It's what ended up being the result of us canceling our flight home and we're still in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Because if I was being honest, I looked at my partner and I was like, I don't think we're done here yet. So we're not. And that Mm -hmm. felt really good to just be honest about instead of rushing back for what? I I don't know. So it was just, it's been one thing after another. If I'm being really honest with myself, I'm fed up of the crib. I don't, I I think Romeo is too. I am going to pursue exploring what a floor bed is like. And Hey, if it sucks, we can always rebuild the crib. It's not the end of the world. Like it was more so just like all the things I've been weary about or nervous about who'd say what, like, I don't care. I want to try this. I don't care. I'm going to do this. I care about what I have been lacking with myself and that is honesty. I want to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's where this clarity has come from. So it's been months, amazing. years in the making. I think that's so cool. One of the things that I think about when I um, I'm having moments like this, I ask myself, why am I still doing this? Mm, right? Great question. Why, why, am, why I am I still perpetuating still that? Why am I like, um, for example, like, why is she still in the crib? You know, like th- that's kind of how I approach those questions. Like if I'm being honest with myself, I think that she's done with the crib. And if I start questioning that, then I'll try and find the reasons why I think that's, you know, and then, and then I'm like, that's a stupid, that's a stupid reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, well, duh, then I have to go with this or like, what, why is it that I'm going back to Quebec or why is it that I'm doing this or why is it? And then when you come up with your reasons, you're like, well, that's silly. Right. And then, and then you're like, I guess I'm going to stay here. Cause why not? Right? Yeah. So, yeah. You're just like, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds so simple, but I know like a lot of these decisions just feel so overwhelming um, and huge in the moment. So if you're experiencing any of these things, any sort of self-doubt, you're definitely far from alone. Um, Far from alone, my friends. Right? Like even it's it's, what am I having for to eat today? It could be anything. You could feel so 
bombarded with no clarity what you should do what <laughs> what, you what should, should i do mm-hmm. what does the internet person who i don't know what are they doing cuz i should probably do that or I, maybe i should be doing that or my mm-hmm. my family member did like stop 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 mm-hmm. yeah. ask yourself why you're doing the thing get really crystal clear on how it's making you feel and then assess and adjust as needed please mm-hmm. because i'm telling you your joy and your mental health are associated to this yes we're expressing it in terms of motherhood but no it doesn't only limit you to motherhood think about your entire life let this episode be beyond motherhood of course it can start that way but let it seep and leak into how you behave and act for the rest mm-hmm. of your life because it will oh god it's going to be so valuable absolutely well, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Thanks for bringing up this topic. It's been pretty cool to listen to. Um, to anyone listening, what is it if you're being honest with yourself? Blank. We'd love to hear your responses. Why or why not? Why are you feeling that way? Um, why are you choosing to pursue that thing? And why why should you not choose to pursue that thing? We would love to hear some responses to you. Um, from you, sorry. And we will be back next Tuesday with another episode. This is Blame It on Mom Brain. See you later. See ya. Bye, everybody. I swear. I know. <laughs> uh.